to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. Welcome to yet another Sunday, yet another episode. I give God all the glory, all the praise, all the honor for this far that he has brought me. It's truly been an honor. And if this is your first time, please follow me on at Intentional Bride or you can subscribe on podbean.com so that you can always receive notification when there's a new episode. So let's dive in. This episode is the bride that was worth it. The one that was worth it. The bride that was worth it. And just to contextualize, this word um, is from Luke 15, verse 3 to 7. So just let me just go ahead and read and then I'll just unpack it. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors and together they say, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost sheep. The intentional bride's premise is on loving on God, being intentional in your faith, pursuing after this relationship with God. And also what that means to for God as well with us and how he values us as his bride and how he desires for us to have greater purpose and to have greater meaning. But let's talk about the, the bride that's lost, the bride that's worth it, the bride that's not in the fold, the bride that's not in the 99. For Jesus, that is where his heart is and that is where his concern is. His concern, yes, he does love the one, those of us who love him already. He does love those of us who are already serving him and living in purpose and doing what we need to do. But his concern is for the one. So much so that according to this parable, he will leave the 99 together and go and pursue the one who is lost in the middle of nowhere, doing the most. The one could be a previous member of the flock that's walked away. So that's who I want to address today. You've been a Christian your whole life or you've been in salvation, but it just started to feel like a burden. It started to feel like there's no absolute reason for you to keep going because it's not getting better. There's no need to pray or there's no need to be good. Or even maybe so that life has come at you a certain type of way, temptations have come and you're falling and you're falling and it's just easier to be bad. It's easier. You like the high. You like the the rush that comes with not doing things the way they should be done. It's easier. You fit in. Nobody's rejecting you. Suddenly you have conversation that makes sense. You you fit in the crowd and you can talk about the things that excite the people of the world. You know you no longer feel alienated. And so you're starting to pull away from the 100, the flock of 100, and you're starting to walk away. And God has started to notice and he's speaking to you and he's calling after your heart and he's there, come back, come back, my child. It's never that serious, I got you. But you know, you're like, oh God, I enjoy the peace. I enjoy the joy. 
I enjoy everything that I enjoy when I'm with you, but it just seems more exciting on this other side. It feels more fulfilling. It feels like I can be myself. I can decompress. I can be wild. I can be ratchet. I can be different. And nobody is judging me. If anything, it's embraced. It's living your true self, living your true and authentic life. But God is coming for you. He's coming after you. What matters to God is that every soul is saved. What matters to Jesus is that every single member of his flock understands that he is concerned with each and every one of their flaws and their weaknesses. He's concerned with each and every one of their hiccups. He's concerned with each and every one of their challenges. He sees. He sees so much so that even when one of us begins to fall back, we're just not keeping up with the speed of the rest. We are fatigued. We are, we've done good for so long. We have had it. The world is exhausting. It's a place that's become quite discouraging to be. You know? So you're just like, you know what? Literally, I've been through the most. Why would I even continue to consider this God who has made me wait till I'm 45? I haven't gotten a husband. I've waited for my baby. He hasn't. He or she hasn't come my marriage has fallen apart. Things have happened to me. What is the point of holding on to this life, of being a member of this society, this club that sings and prays and calls out to God every day, every single day, and yet you're thinking there's 99 of us here, there's 100 of us here, including myself. When will he get to me? When will he consider there's the teacher's pet at the front. That's who looks like their life is blessed. It's on, it's on an accelerate mood. Things are happening. Things are moving. But then there's me who's at the back. And I'm just like, I'm happy to be a part of the class. You know what? I barely made it. I barely made it into this flock. But how am I going to continue here? And so you've started to fall back. You've started to fall to the wayside. You've started to indulge. You're like, you know what? I cannot continue to do this holy type living it's difficult it's difficult to always be positive when you just want to call it the way it is because you know what life and death is in your tongue so you don't want to be caught speaking death but you're depressed it doesn't make any sense if he was truly the shepherd of your soul shouldn't you be alive and kicking shouldn't it just always be a high you're always on a high happy endless joy what does it matter anyway? Should we even care as much as we do? But Jesus does care. And according to Luke 15, this parable is so important because it's also been repeated in Matthew as well. In Matthew 18, 12 to 14, same story, same story, same, same story. And what got me is, I tell you that in the same way, verse 7, that there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The one who was worth it, the bride that was worth it, matters. She matters. She matters. To Jesus, you matter. And I just want to you know, slide into the shoes of the one the one that's getting away, but is worth it and God is pursuing you. There's nothing, honestly, I want to speak to this person. There's nothing you can do. 
that can put God off you. There's nothing that you can possibly say. There's nothing you can possibly engage. There's no stand that you can take that can put God's presence against you or or turn his heart away from you. I don't care what people have said. I don't care what the church has said. I don't know what they've said towards you, but there's nothing that you could possibly do that can put you or put a barrier or put a gap where God looks at you and he's like, that is irredeemable. You are absolutely redeemable. You are absolutely redeemable. And when he comes and he sees you and he goes in after you, he will take you and turn it all around and it will be as if it didn't matter. And he'll pull you back to his heart. He'll pull, pull you back to his space. I know the feeling, the feeling of I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I've done too much. Nobody knows I've done too much. I've messed up. God, you see, you see, you were there yesterday. You were there when I did the, when I destroyed the very moral fabric of my being. You were there and you're telling me that you can take me back. You're telling me that you have time for what I have to offer. He absolutely has time for what you have to offer. He's pursuing you. He's calling out your name. He's stating the things that he loves about you. He's calling you back into his being and saying that, come, come with those scars. Come with those, come with those, come with those limitations. Come the way you are. I am interested in you, in you. And Lord, if I could just speak on behalf of the one who's losing their way. Father, we are exhausted. We are tired. It almost feels like there's no point to keep going. The world is messed up. Our personal situations are messed up. It's getting to the place where prayer doesn't feel like a realistic solution at this point. It's just bad. It's just bad. You know, every day we, we, we put on the news, you just don't know what you're going to read next you're not too sure and so you're basically like i'm here i'm small fish then how do you honestly have time to deal with wadoni whining or jane crying somewhere you don't if i speak from the perspective of the one who who's moving and pulling away from the flock it's not intentional lord it feels hopeless it feels broken my prayer to you is that you'd also consider having mercy on this world. Would you have mercy on us? Would you remind us that the things that we read in this word, the things that we study in your word are true and are yes and amen. Would you show up for us individually in a way that reminds us that your grace is sufficient, your grace never left, that your hand of protection is over us, that you never left, that you never left that you never left lord i ask that you continue to strengthen us keep us even for those who have walked away keep us in our place of 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 in our wilderness where we are lost keep us from the snare of the fowler who's been waiting for us to get lost so that he can eat us destroy us destroy our purpose shield us cover us compensate for us that in the end, we will be careful to give all glory and all honor to you. And even as you restore us back to your heart, 
and even after you as you call us back into your being may it be unto us according to your will according to your word according to your desire for us not our own the bride that was worth it lord i hope that we are worth it i hope that you consider us in your greater scheme of things i hope that you will restore us quickly and use us let our scars our pain our memories speak for us and we'll be careful to give all glory and honor to you in jesus name amen thank you for tuning in and i hope you can make this space a home for your heart